0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
1: Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipsters'
0: defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy! Geeks from all over the globe are joining up the fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more?
1: Not be stopped and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution and welcome to another episode of we be geeks it is the dashing duo derek and myself mike how you doing derek uh, <clears throat>
2: Excuse me. i'm all right
1: <laughs> well i will say i got a new score in my star wars collectibles saw on amazon they had the from the obi-wan kenobi series it's the obi-wan figure wearing the blue tunic that comes with like two or three different lolas in it. Hmm. 4.99 after after tax and after tax and shipping was like or no i had prime shipping with it it was just under six bucks not bad so i got two lolas to add to my droids okay kenobi too but it was a cheap way to get two two lolas <laughs> um but we are being joined this week by producer of the independent film called Flooded, and it's we have Damian Hillen on the show with us. How are you doing, Damian?
0: I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So tell us a little bit about the movie Flooded.
0: Sure. So the flood is a film about.
1: I apologize. A flood.
0: It's all <laughs> right. Um, it's about a super a prison break taking place during a superstorm which brings in this huge flood and with the flood comes alligators and so we have prisoners and sheriffs that have to work together in order to survive these creatures that don't discriminate and will eat anybody
1: so where did the idea for for this film come from
0: the brainchilds are our two writers, Josh Ridgway and Chad Law. So these are these are well well known writers in the independent world. And when the script was brought to me, I already knew that there was going to be this 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 really edgy, cool type of indie film behind it because just because of who the writers are. Right. Um yeah so so i was just i was i was pumped to get such a a good quality script on an indie uh, from independent film writers Okay.
1: um so as a producer just how much do you get involved with the film
0: so these films are really my babies i take them from you know the idea or the script and then we transform it into like an actual film package. Okay. So we're attaching directors. So I'm I'm the guy that will find the director. You know, I'll put in the offer. I'll talk to the agents. Um, also the packaging with the talent. So I'm speaking with agents. I'm calling actors directly. I'm saying, hey, do you want to do this movie or will you read? And then from there, it's the financing. So I manage everything from the phys- physicalities of the film, the physical production, to the money aspects of the movie on, like, how do you finance a film? How do you put it together? All the way, it's the very end, you know, past post-production, because I'm overseeing post-production, um, and then delivery. So, you know, it's not just like you you you, you finish a film there's a whole long process in just delivering a movie when you're, when you're sending it to the distributor. So I see it all the way through from the very, very beginning to the very, very end.
1: Okay. So, so you're someone who, who's pretty hands-on with every project yeah. you're, you're involved with.
0: Yeah. Very, very hands-on. So there's different levels of producers. Um, so I'm the producer, like the produced by. So, those are the people that are really taking the project from the very beginning to the very end and seeing that through. And then you know, you'll know, you have executive producers who are involved with some sort of packaging or financial aspects of a movie. And then associate producers or maybe introductions to an executive producer or an aspect of something that helped make your movie. And then co-producers, which are like phys- physical producers. A lot of different, yeah. So, so what is it? Um,
2: is there a particular thing or things that you look for uh, for movies to produce, or or is it just something that catches your eye? Or
0: yeah, so I, I'm always have my ear to the pulse of the distributors, so I understand what is selling. Mm. Uh, being in an independent producer is it's a very hard job so there's there's always you know we don't have a plethora of money we don't have these big studios backing us right so what is our edge our edge is find out what is selling and then find the projects that we can make that are sellable you know, I, I, I'm i not really making, you know, dramas or, or, or these very genre specific films that cater to a market.
1: So I know from our history over the years of interviewing different people with different independent film projects. Why is it um, horror or suspense been like one of the top genres for? Yeah.
0: For independent films that's a great question the reason for that is that scary things translate across the world everybody understands fear mm-hmm. you know if you're in a dark room and somebody's creeping around with a knife or uh there is a fin in the water coming at you mm-hmm. suspensefulness um big teeth of an alligator that translates to different cultures, to, uh, you know, I could sell that all around the world, you know, versus you take like a comedy and what we think is funny as Americans isn't funny for, you know, France or for Germany or for, right. you know, all these other countries. So we need an edge as independent producers. That edge is these these genre of films and you know we we can make them on a budget it's not it's not like we're creating this huge sci-fi world or that or you know lord of the rings like these are these are movies that independent producers can make which is why we stick with these genres that actually makes a lot of sense
1: yeah i was gonna say too with with horror uh as we've seen there's sci-fi horror there's western horror there's modern day horror Uh, i mean it's timeless on where you could put put the horror film
0: yeah and it's also it, it like ebbs and flows so we'll go through these moments of like slasher films are really hot and then you know like i made this film called pernicious right at the end of the, the like the slasher, right? It went from like slasher, like the saw style film, and then it was all about supernatural. Okay so I knew I you know I my, my hand was like I was like a little late. But then that movie actually came back and circled around so many years later. I made that that was like the third film I made. It's actually more received better received now than it was actually when we made it. So it's just it's it's timing and where are you at? At what moment is what? What do people want to see, right?
1: Well, you 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 say you, know, you were you were late on the back end. At least you weren't James Cameron late, <laughs> i.e.,
0: right. <i. Right>.
2: Avatar. <laughs> well, that's his own fault. But you know, anyway. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. But when it, when he's trying to put out a a political message with his film that that's already been resolved, and he still wants to put it out, and it's seven years too late that's late
0: he had a budget though that was a big no, one
1: that's true
2: true so is it hard then to to um so how do you how do you figure out what what's trending or, or what's what's popular
0: or gonna be popular so we have to have very close relationships with distributors you, uh, for instance this this film We we did this film with Saban and we work hand in hand with our sales company. So between the distributor and your sales company, you're always talking and they'll let you know what what's really doing well in the marketplace and then what they're looking for. And then as a producer, I go out and I find that material and it's it's like presenting a menu. You know, it's it's taking log lines and synopsis not sending everybody scripts because a lot of people don't like reading. Right. They want to sell. They don't want to read. Right. So it's about like a menu. What am I going to be presenting to sales companies and distributors? What do they like out of this menu? And then they, they they narrow it down. They say, I like item, you know, two and three. And then you're like, okay, well, then you go get those scripts. You you really cover it, and then that's what you're submitting. Okay, take a look at two, okay. and then and then that's when the packaging begins. and then it's I'm gonna add this director, and I'm gonna add these cast, and and then and then you start talking about like what is the budget, etc. So yeah. that that's the process. It's so kind of
1: similar to the one sheet that that I probably yes. send out when Very, the PR yes. people. Uh, yeah, one sheet to- the shows that, that we're involved with
0: yeah we thrive on one sheets i love them they're <laughs> simple they're there you you get the point and then you can say no like yeah i don't know about that but one sheets are great
1: um you mentioned saban just want to make sure we're talking the same company we're talking the same company that's behind power rangers right
0: Saban Films? Oh that's a great no. question. Okay, It's yeah, a Saban, different group.
1: It is a different group. Yeah,
0: it's Saban Films. And and so this one is Saban Films and Lionsgate. So Saban partnered with Lionsgate to release this film.
1: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because it, I'll have to research more Saban Films because you know there is the other Saban out there. Right, and uh, but to be partnered with Lionsgate is—I is, mean, a pretty big distributor.
0: Yeah, we we we're really happy with what this release is going to be. We have a limited theatrical, and then of course it's going to hit all your, you know, transactional VOD platforms. Um, like we we were we were rated at one of the top trailers on uh, on iTunes for for when it first came out when the trailer first. Yeah, so we're we're proud of it. You know, we're 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 indie, but hey, we're 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 having a good release.
1: Well, I might be able to speak for Derek on this one, but <laughs> we we have actually uh because of working with people like October Coast, Clint and his team there, uh we have really become uh, very appreciative of independent films and, and very oh. much a fan of independent films. Um probably almost as much as you know, the big screen, you know, the the big blockbusters that are coming. I mean, I know personally, I'm I'm getting excited this weekend to see uh, new Indiana Jones film.
0: Yes, but exactly.
1: you know, when I shoot an email to Clint or Clint shoots me an email, i will saying, "I guess like, ooh, what what's coming?" You know, i get excited too it's like okay clint what do you bring it you know or october coast what are you guys bringing to us this time you know because we we've had some great stuff and, and stuff that has surprised us and absolutely love it
0: well that's great to hear because as a independent producer we really rely on on like word of mouth and mm. you know we don't have these big uh, PA budgets right it's, it's it's about people talking and and, and really saying like, go oh, hey, go see this independent film, right? It's hard to compete with those 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 movies that their PA is bigger than the budget of my film. <laughs> you know, it, it's like I, I shot this movie in fourteen days. Wow! Right? That's what wow. you know. They're 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 uh, uh, they'd laugh. They'd be <laughs> like, what? <laughs> You know, but but that's <laughs> the nature.
1: That's the nature of independent films. Yeah. yeah. Anything longer than what typically three weeks is is a larger budget for independent films. Yeah,
0: it really it really is. If you're if you get you know ideally I I strive for like the 18 day mark, but what happens is when you have a complex movie like The Flood and we have to build all the sets and then we have to flood the sets, that's eaten up our days. Oh, so, yeah. and then you have a film that's filled with VFX and CGI. Mm. So I, you know, you're, you're, you're really, you can't extend your shoot. You have to shorten it so that you can make it more grandiose with the alligators and with, you know, the, the, the set builds. And w- wouldn't that be the same for the
2: budget as well? Because, you know, you have to have enough for the, for the, the gators and everything.
0: Yes. Yes, it it limits your days, you know, so so normally this budget could have got you 18 days in a normal scenario. Right. But because of the complexity of how we're shooting and the type of builds we're doing, it limits how much we could actually shoot. You know, right. it's like, you know, having two water trucks on standby and filling buildings and, you know, uh, you know, water gets dirty. So you got to drain it and then refill it. And it's taking time and you just run into all these issues. Uh, you know, it's a time killer. But we, we only have a short amount of time for these films, um, but they get expensive. It's very expensive still uh, in this short amount of time.
1: It's gonna, it the cost of, of- CGI or visual effects like you, like you used with the flood for the alligators, um, has it gotten more affordable? Uh, Are there smaller, smaller houses out there, effects houses out there that, that make it affordable or.
0: Yeah, there, there, there really are, you know, you run into very talented individuals that might've worked at a studio or might've worked at like one of the top VFX houses and then they want to branch out and go independent. So they start their own, you know, mom and pop shop. Right. Right. And and really, that's what what we have here is, you know, two individuals that did all the the three individuals that did all the CGI and VFX, the CKVFX, uh, Steve Clark and Paul Knott. Um, those two really led it for us. And, mm. you know, they, it, it was it took about four months It took four months on this to do, you know, you got to pull the plates, they have to go through, the water movement, you know, alligators through water movement, that takes a lot of computing power. That takes time. So, you know, you really have to, that's where we spend our money.
1: Very cool. I say unlike the mummy returns where you could tell when they introduced the rock as the scorpion king that's where budget was running out yeah. <laughs> that scorpion king yeah. was not the best
2: i don't know what you're talking about that was a good cartoon
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I i was watching earlier today uh, the documentary uh jurassic punk talking about steve spaz will uh wilson from ilm how he created okay. the digital effects department or pretty much created what, what we know as the modern day CGI. Right. So, and how he pretty much, by not being political, shot himself in the foot. Oh. <laughs> um. So how, with you being hands on, how much time did you spend on set or, or is that something that you don't do?
0: I sometimes wish I didn't have to go to set, you know, but I, I do, I spend every day on set. I'll end up going. Um, you know the first few days of shooting, you know your first few days of principal photography are super important because that puts you on your 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 path to success. So being there and being present and being there like with your team gets you on a in a rhythm and a good groove. So as the shoot progresses, I'm able to, Spend less time on set, but every day I go and I'm on set. Now, if we have a crazy stunt scene or something that it's like super difficult to do, I will go because it's important that I'm there when these, you know, super complicated things are taking place on set. Um A, because I like to watch them. That's cool. You know, like I like to hook people up and they fly across the room or maybe there's big explosions. That's where you're putting your money. And I love to watch that and watch the physicality of all these really pro people coming to do extreme things. It's awesome. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That sounds like one of the good perks of of being a producer. Um, But I'm sure there's plenty of uh, headaches as well.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I'm always dodging bullets and jumping through fiery hoops as a producer. <laughs> it's it's not just uh, the physical production side of things. It's also the finance side of things. It's the packaging. It's 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 managing, you know, everybody's schedules. Like our, our you know, your star ends up getting a bigger movie and you have to move all your shoot days. All of a sudden that just changes everything that changes your locations. You don't have all your locations. Now it changes. Everything is like a snowball effect. Mm. So we really dodge bullets every day and it's crisis management is one of the, the main things that I say producers do because I'm constantly crisis managing things. So a little stressful. Yeah. Very yeah. Yeah, very <laughs> stressful.
1: Now I, I had asked before show and I told you I was gonna ask you again. Uh, how'd you get into the industry? I mean, did you start as a producer or did you start elsewhere and then become a producer?
0: Sure. Yeah, so um I was in mortgage and real estate and I was successful for a while and then the markets crashed two thousand eight. I lost everything and I needed to figure out and find myself. My sister was working at CA at the time as a logistics coordinator. So she invited me to LA to stay with her. I was was sleeping on a wooden floor in a little 300 square foot studio apartment and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Uh, I had a real estate investor that wanted to do something in Hollywood. And that was, he wanted to make a documentary. So he knew that you know, I was living in LA and that I, I'm good at talking to people and that we could put it together. So I just really fell into it. And I literally put my first production together on Craigslist. and Because <laughs> I didn't know better. I didn't know anything about how do I actually make something. Um, so I put out a Craigslist ad for a camera operator and then I got all these, you know, submissions and I just, I'm like, oh, I like this one. And then you talk to them, and then you're like, oh, well, who's going to do your data intake? Who's going to be your sound person? Who's going to – and you're like, wow, there's like – I don't know anything about this. So that's how I literally put it together was on Craigslist and talking to different departments. And it was really, you know, jimmy-rigged on this. It was, it was just a – it was a horrible production, but I did it. <laughs> and I, I found a story. You know, I was able to, uh, it really got me in the, my my foot in the door with, with, with the management company and we were able to, you know, shop it to an executive producer and it almost got made. So after that, I realized, you know, I, I really knew it throughout the process, but I don't know anything about this and uh, I should probably learn. So, you know, I found a producer that had made like 35, 40 movies. And I went to go work for that producer for free. I worked at a bar at night and then I'd work for the producer every day during the day. And I did that for four years.
1: Wow. wow. Long internship.
0: <laughs> Long. Yeah, you know, but there's, there's, there's so much to, to, to understand on like, even the formation of the company, how does the company work? How do you even implement funds being raised and like what builds the equity in the project? And sure. you know, there's so just a lot of factors involved.
1: Now, what was he, was he very open to share this information or was it something that uh, you had to, you know, figure out as you're watching?
0: No, he was very open. Okay, He would share business plans. He would share, uh, I was always asking questions. Uh, you know, it was it was it was really interesting to find out just like how do how does it work with the LLC? Like how do how how do the companies really run? And you know, finding out all those small details to how do you create equity into into something that's nothing, right? So we took right. we took a uh, you know uh, an LLC that has nothing and then. We put an IP in it, and then we put these actors in it, and then now we have equity like you have in a house. So it's a process, and it was a really great process to learn from this producer, Ryan Johnson.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, getting back to the flood, what, what was one of your favorite moments, or if you have multiple favorite moments, uh, from the film?
0: Right. So there's a, a lot of, of different really cool scenes in this film that I, I love to watch, you know, like the opening scene, uh, our our actress, Devaney Penn, uh, her death scene for me was really amazing because she's hooked up to a bunch of wire, like it's wire work. And that kill is she's rolling. She's like flying across the room with, with these wires, with this imaginary gator. So and it's actually the, the director's wife. <laughs> so you're seeing this like she's <laughs> a great actress. She's great. And you know, Brandon watching Brandon Slagle direct this film and you know orchestrating these scenes where there's nothing there and just conveying this 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 message to the actor, like how where their eyeline should be. And how they should be like, you know, it's coming at you. It's doing this. You take the stick. You, blah, you know, it's this, this movement because there's nothing there. Literally, there's nothing there. So, so watching that is really cool. You know,
1: it's almost like that commercial. That was an Allstate insurance commercial. I'm scary alien. I'm crawling on the wall. And it's a guy oh, in yeah. a green suit. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they're just the jail scene when all the actors are in the jail and the the water starts to rise that that was a huge set like and so people had to walk into this set and we had to fill it with water you know probably six feet that that was really interesting to to watch and to see that progress from it being like nothing to this 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 pool set bathtub set, uh, so that was really cool to 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 watch and experience. Cool. And then of course, like we just had a lot of special stunt rigging in the film. Um, you know, people falling through the floor. Right. Uh, you know, we're cutting that into two two different you know two different locations, camera trick, but. We, we're like hanging them from with wireworks from the from the ceiling down and then they're dropping and then you know this the whole scene looks like two of our characters are falling through the ceiling just just movie magic it it's it's what makes those are the fun days you know that when you're doing these creative things, um, but I have to rely on the the smart creative people to do it because I don't have that mind I, <laughs> You know, I, I, I just, I have a very specific kind of way. I'm good with the, the overall picture and putting the team together.
1: What, was there a least favorite moment during the whole process of being a producer
0: outside of money? Outside of money. Um, you know, it was, I think the the actual temperature in which we the sets were located because what happens is you have... All this water, and it's hot and muggy in Thailand. We shot this in Thailand. We shot oh, wow. Louisiana, but we oh, shot yeah. Thailand. So it's hot. And then we're in these confined spaces, and there's like water everywhere, and it's muggy. And then you have equipment, and things are hot. And it just, it was, it was, it was miserable. <laughs> sounds it like Louisiana. It, sounds yeah, awesome. you know, it was rough. So that, that's probably one of the things that was just. Really difficult is the actual environment which we had to work in.
1: So, what what made you choose uh, Thailand over maybe so, going to a studio in, in Louisiana?
0: Great question. Uh, Thailand has been one of my go-to for film productions for the past twelve years. I made my first movie in Thailand. Uh, I have a very very good crew in Thailand, and the production value is. Probably five times what I could get here in the United States. Okay. My crews are much bigger.
1: Yes, I, I almost expected the food is wonderful there too.
0: Food is great, <laughs> except when you have ch- chicken feet soup, which we had on set a couple times, and it was like so. The Western, the Western cast, when you get like they're serving chicken feet soup, you're just like it's so bizarre for us culturally. That you know, it, it the Thais love it, but like how often we're like wait what yeah. <laughs> so you get, you get those interesting moments over there with catering
2: i can imagine
1: catering could be interesting
2: so it's not like a kind of the kind of thai food you actually get here
0: from a local restaurant <laughs> right yeah that's that's very american thai yeah exactly thai.
1: so uh eric you got any other questions
2: so ha- had you was this the first time you've done things like work with that much water, or um, have you done a lot of, of things with the rigging and the stunts and everything? Is it something you've been used
0: to, or? or? Yeah. So water work is very difficult, and I've I've been fortunate enough to have made a, quite a few movies with water. Hmm. Um, what was. Unique to this was building the sets and flooding them. So I've done a lot of I've done a lot of like ocean movies, boat movies, water movies, shark movies, uh, but this is the first time that we've literally built sets and just had water running the whole time. Mm. Uh, the all the stunts and the wire work and. You know, the, the candy glass explosions, like when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're shooting through and coming into breaking into the, uh, you know, to the precinct, uh, like all that is just, there are things that excel in Thailand. So, you know, I've done that quite a bit. Stunt work. Yeah. I've done that quite a bit too, but you know, the new, the new thing was flooding sets. Oh, that's cool. You can still learn new things. <laughs> oh, every yeah, every movie you're learning, you're just like you're you're constant, constantly evolving as a producer. You know, it's never it's never there are always different problems that you learn from. So that's one of the reasons that I love what I do because my personality is like I get bored quick. <laughs> so I the constant changing of things is keeps me you know, present and and uh, like I couldn't do anything else. You know, I, I really couldn't. I've, I've tried it a million jobs and I like producing is it's just so much going on that it, it keeps my brain like I could I could hang on. <laughs> so you were built for it. That's good. I built for it. Yeah. I,
1: I know we haven't brought it up yet. When does the flood release?
0: July 14th.
1: July 14th.
0: Just a couple yes. weeks. Yeah, it's coming out real quick. Where is it coming out? Yes. So it will be select theaters. Um, They'll base it on cities. You know, I I don't have a huge theatrical release, but we do have a theatrical release. Hmm. And and then it will also be releasing on iTunes and Amazon and all your transactional VOD, cable Uh VOD. It's the same day. It's called the day and date release. And then from there, you know, cut to a few months later, it will be on your Svod. Uh, you know, I don't know what that Svod sale is right now, but we'll find out soon enough.
1: And what, when you say Svod, uh, what do you yes, mean by that?
0: subscription based VOD. Okay. Subscription based video on demand, and that's your Netflix, your Hulu, those okay. those kind of those kind of streamers.
1: Okay, then. <laughs> how long is is that around the same time that it would potentially go to like to be or Pluto? That's the,
0: yeah. That's the well? time that like to be my buy it or it might be the to be sale or the, you know, that's, that's the second, I would call that the second stage of release, okay. you know, or, you know, sometimes you get the, the actual streamer like the Netflix or the to or to, to buy from you. That's different, but this is going through a distributor, that then will parlay it to that S Vod, you know, it's like second second tier. Okay. Like after the transactional. Okay. This is really
2: interesting because we we talked to a lot of you know, we've talked to actors and directors and, and writers and things, but we haven't really um we haven't
1: done the producer.
2: Yeah, you know, we haven't done a producer much, so it's kind of interesting to find out this this side of things.
1: So I mean sometimes we've we've had some producers, they've been on with, with the rest of the crew, crew and cast as well. Right. So we, we haven't delved into the producer realm as much. But uh, th- this has been, even with me being in the industry as an audio engineer, and I've been in the industry, you know, entertainment industry almost 37 years, started in 86. I mean, there's still things. I mean, I'm, I've been on the tech side of things, lighting, audio, right. uh, staging, props, stuff like that. Producer, I the only thing I've produced is in the podcast that we that we're a part of. Um, that's been it, and it's not producing a podcast is nowhere near the same as producing a movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, the nuts and bolts are there though. You know, it's like you still have your problems that you go through, and you yeah. still have like all these things that you're having, like you're talking about. You're doing the one sheet, and you're doing so. It's just a different it's very similar things, right? It's, it's, it's just different, different in the scope of, of, of probably like, you know, spend, I'm, you know, I'll spend $40,000 a day or a hundred thousand dollars a day for a certain amount of time. And then, and then we just shut down. So it's just very similar though. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I um, have the money to spend 40,000 a day.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? Um, I had a question there. And it, it slipped my mind. Oh. Give me a minute while I think about it. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to ask now.
1: Well, you, I'll let you think about it a little bit more while I flip the tables and let Damien ask us a question or two.
0: So, how is your guys' dynamic? Do you, do, you, do you really like, are you like brothers or are you like more like the yin and the yang? <laughs> He's the old man, and I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Did you just call me fat? Fat. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the last thing that I would call you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've kind of... Um, so this, this the show started, Mike started the show, and he had been running it for a few years and, and had gone through a couple of the co-hosts, and then I came on, and we've been doing it now for seven to eight years yeah seven to eight years um so i think we're kind of a mix of, of things um you know we could we become good friends and uh and um and 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 i think we just can't kind of have <laughs> i think we kind of work well where we kind of um yeah
1: i mean th- there there is some yin and yang uh there is some oh, yeah. there is some brotherly moments but uh we didn't see each other face to face where we could physically reach out and touch each other yeah. um, until last september oh when, wow when um, yeah. when he came down he and his wife came down for vacation and
2: In florida and he, we got to hang out finally
1: and when we got together it it you would seem you would think we've hung out together before in person. Yeah
2: it was just it was it, it, even it, though we never actually met face to face it was it was it such get,
1: a natural chemistry. Yeah so That's awesome um, even though we, we, we've known each other for years and, and talked over the internet uh, it was it was like we, we knew each other. We kind of knew each other's habits that we didn't know we had but just yeah. it just happened.
2: The only thing is we used to be able to say, "Oh, you know, we've never actually met each other." And everybody was like, "Really?" like, now we can't say that. But, you know,
1: <laughs> it took 7 years. <laughs> it
2: took 7
0: years.
1: <laughs> so, are you
0: guys are you guys gamers? Do you guys game together too? Or are you like um not
2: together. Um I'm kind of a I'm kind of a solo player. I play games. I'm, oh,
1: I, I'm, the, same, I'm the same
0: way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's not like call of duty or like uh halo or are you doing the, that kind of thing or
1: no, no
0: not actually no
1: we we have talked about um the possibility of doing like different card games uh, right well, uh like star wars just put out a, a new one is it unlimited that's out first coming out i think so yeah we, we've talked about doing that over over the internet um or uh, other games kind of similar.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um, but we, we just haven't gotten to that point yet.
0: And plus my, my
2: skill levels are at a a point where everybody would just slaughter me. So I just kind of do my own thing and (laughs) (laughs) my own game playing by myself.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Well, we, we play on different platforms as well. So it'd be kind of hard for us to, 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 uh, do do measurements yeah, or campaigns yeah. together? Because I I'm I'm mainly PC, and uh, he's on an actual game system.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I do PlayStation
2: ooh. mainly. So, but it might be fun to do like a co-op game with us. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. One of these days,
1: we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Any other questions you got, Damien?
0: I've had a long day. My brain is my brain okay. is toast. I'm toasted. I'm toasted. I have uh, like four movies in post, and I'm in the middle of like starting another one. Yeah, my brain is. is oh
1: wow. Is,
0: yeah, it's been. Oh, I remember what I wanted to ask you now. I knew I get it. I knew I get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you had, you had um, you had mentioned about having a a good team that you like to work with in Thailand and stuff. Um, how difficult was it to put together? a team that you could trust and, and, you know, go back to again and again.
0: Great question. Um, the first movie I ever made a stranger in paradise, I shot in Thailand and that was financed and produced on the Thailand side by a company called Benetton films. Uh, it's the, they're the largest production company in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. What happened was, after I made that film with Benettone Films, they ended up putting in an offer to purchase my U.S. company. <laughs> so I ended up working for Benetton Films and becoming president of Benetton Films. Huh. And that's what gave me kind of my niche, because I'm the guy you go see if you want to go shoot in Thailand or Southeast Asia. People come to me all the time, and uh, I'm always making... Films for other people over there. I prefer making my own. Sure. Because I don't like like I'm a very A personality, and mm-hmm. it, it's hard to like work for people. Right. But, you know, I will deliver somebody's film for them.
2: Cool. Interesting.
0: So you've quite an interesting history.
1: So I'm I'm guessing even with the big studios, if they want to go shoot in Thailand, they they come through you.
0: Yeah, or they'll go through my company in oh, Thailand. Wow. Like like there's certain there's certain series. Uh, that we'll shoot in, in, in Thailand with our company. Um, you know, Benetton Films, we, we I think we've done over 150 projects. Oh, There's wow. Good, quite, well, yeah, quite quite a lot. We also do a lot of Bollywood movies. Huh. So we'll do big budget Bollywood films in Thailand. Oh wow. oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Where can people find you online?
0: So on Instagram, just Damon Hillen. And then on TikTok, it's also Damon Hillen, but on TikTok, I, I, I do more like behind the scenes kind of thing. Like, Hey, this is day one or Hey, we're getting ready to do an interesting thing here. So I gear that, you know, TikTok is more for like on set moments for me. Okay. And uh, that's what I kind of like about TikTok.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Yeah. It, it was thank a blast.
0: You. I really appreciate it. Great question. Very Interesting.
1: We could say it may even be the show title, the producer's flood of information with <laughs> <Hitler>. <laughs> the
0: producer's flood. I love it. It's catchy. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Way to <laughs> incorporate
1: the movie into it.
0: Well. <laughs> love it.
1: Um, but no, thank you again for, for joining us. And Brilliant. we definitely would love to have you back and in, you know, in the future, and maybe even some cast members in the future as well.
0: Yeah, we'll work Different that projects. out. So yeah. we, we, we got it. And uh, I look forward to sending you guys some new movies as soon as uh, the series yeah. are releasing, okay?
1: You got cool. it. Cool. Thank you much.
0: All right. All right, gentlemen, thank you for the time.
1: It was our pleasure. <laughs> and Great. until next time. So